0: While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message.
1: Luke, the 18th chapter. It's a semi-quasi-familiar passage of scripture. The 18th verse, it says, and a ruler, some translations say a young ruler, asked Jesus, good teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus in his wisdom said to him why do you call me good no one except God is good alone you know the commandments do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not bear false witness honor your mother and father and the young ruler interrupted him and he said all of these I've kept from my youth yet and still there is still something I need to have an assurance that I'm going to have eternal life when Jesus heard this he said to him there is one thing you still lack somebody says one thing <laughs> there's one thing that you still lack sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then after you do that come follow me But this is like so many of us. But when he heard of these things, when he heard of the price that he had to pay, when he heard of what the exchange he had to make, when he heard these things, he became very sad. For he was extremely rich. Some translations said he walked away in dismay. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, How difficult is it for those who have wealth to enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. I've heard so many people talk about that and they're preaching against prosperity. No, God is a God who is prosperous. He wasn't talking about the riches, but more or less Jesus was talking about do you value something so much that you don't trust me that I've got better for you if you make an exchange? That's what Jesus is talking about. So God, Jesus was not anti-wealth. As a matter of fact, Jesus was friends with wealthy people because they funded his ministry to do what he had to do. Tell somebody, you need wealth. The Word of God says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the judge. God said, I need it in the right hands of the right people. Somebody say, God, let it be me. enough wicked people doing enough wicked things. If I give uh, righteous and just people the, the resources, they'll do right and justly by the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. So I had to shoot that cow right there Just, just leave that in the backyard because Jesus was not talking about, oh, see, that's, that's a poor man. God can't trust you. No, God wants you rich. God wants you prosperous. He wants you lacking nothing so then you can further the kingdom of God. Amen? Somebody say, God, you can use me. But I want to draw your attention just real quickly, and I want to introduce this topic and just for your, for your consideration today. That Jesus, he said, I've kept all these things from my you, but Jesus said there is one thing that you lack. He said, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and then you will have treasure in heaven. And then once you give it all away, I want you to follow me. He was with Jesus until he touched his stuff. He was with Jesus until he touched the thing that gave him value. He was with Jesus. Jesus, I'm I'm ride or die until you touch my my, my thing. You know, everybody got a thing. It may be your children. It 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 may be a sore spot where somebody has hurt you. But tell somebody, everybody's got a thing. And Jesus said, I want that thing. If you give me that thing, I've got so much more ahead of you. I'm not talking about the, what he, what Jesus is asking for, but I'm, I'm going up just a, about a 30,000-foot level to talk about the exchange and the, the exchange that they're having. Jesus was ask, asking for something so that he can get something else. I don't, know, I don't know. How many of y'all are watching everything going on in Washington, D.C.? I'm, I'm a political just—I studied political science in college. I'm, I'm a political nut, right? I love it. I mean, mean, not that the country's going through it, but, you know, I wasn't alive with Nixon. Like, so I just got to hear about that, but I'm living history. I'm living history. I mean, I'll be able to tell, like, my grandchildren, like, this has happened, like, this is history. Like, I know my nerd is coming out, but, like, this this is is history. There there was an impeachment going on, and we we should pray for the country. Because in moments of, of disagreement, that's when the enemy... God bless us through unity, not not strife. So I'm not here to talk about that. But I'm here to talk about the the subject of what they're talking about. They are accusing the president of trading taxpayer money in exchange to find dirt on a political rival. And there is a a Latin quote that everybody's been saying that is one of the most searched words on on Google. It's called quid pro quo anybody heard that? You can't escape it. Quid pro quo. And it's Latin. I took lat—I took like five years of Latin, like four in high school and three in college. And I love it because it's just the mother language of everything. And, and, and it, it, just, it just, everything just draws from it. But, but quid pro quo literally means this for that. And what they're accusing the president of, he said, I'm going to withhold this $400 million until you find dirt on my political enemy. And literally, and and there's nothing wrong because there are negotiations that goes on between governments and people all the time, but it's illegal to take taxpayer money and try to trade it for your personal ambition. So that in lies the issue of why he's going through the impeachment inquiry right now, and that they're accusing him of having a quid pro quo with things he didn't have a right to do it with. Somebody say quid pro quote so nothing is wrong with a quid pro People people do it all the time you're you do. You going to go to work tomorrow you're going to work I'm going to do this so I can get that okay so there's nothing, nothing wrong it's a state of things and and Jesus was coming to this rule he said Jesus I want to inherit eternal life he said well have you done this yeah I've done this i checked off all the boxes. he said there's one more thing I need you to give me that so that I could give you this. So Jesus was in the middle of a quid pro quo. Y'all may be seated. Y'all may be seated. Y'all may be seated. Just for the sake of definition, uh, a quid pro quo derives from the Latin meaning something for something, which each party receives something. Somebody say, receive something. Translation if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Anybody ever been in, been in a situation like this? So other people call it, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Quid pro quo. But Jesus came to the, he came to Jesus and Jesus turned it around on him. I'll give you this, but you got to give me that. And I was meditating on this as I was watching all the things from the headlines. And, Jesus, and, and, and the Lord came to me. And he said, son, I am standing in a state of making an offer to my children. I promised them these things. I've shown them visions. I've given them I've given them plans. But there's one thing that they need to do. They need to give up that thing. They need to give up that thing. You need to make an exchange with God and trust the fact that what he has for you is better is better on the other side. Somebody say this for that. For my note takers is this. think that God is, you know, God so loved the world and I'm, I'm a child of God and I'm a, I'm a, he's my father and he's my Abba, he's all those things but there's two things. We, we, we tend to, to romanticize God in one area and forget that God, God can be multiple things at the same time. The first thing I want you to write down, that God is relational but God is also transactional. Y'all, 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 I'd have lost half of y'all in this room. See, God God, God God, said, I love you. You are my child. I sent Jesus to redeem you back to myself. I love you. You're my son. It's the God's pleasure. It's, God, it's the Father's pleasure to give good things to his children. Tell somebody that's relational. I'm a child of God. I get what the Father had because I'm related to him. But God, so God is also a God that is transitional. That if you do this, I'll do that. We understand that we love our children. We'll do anything we can for our children. Is, is that the, is that the truth? If it's in our ability, we'll do anything we can for our children. But there comes a time that if they don't clean their room, don't you dare ask me. Can you go to the mall? Don't you dare. Then because like when you do this, I, this do, this does not taint my love for you. This does not reduce my love for you. But I have conditions. For you to get some of the things that I that, that that you have privilege and access to. And God is saying, I am both a God who is relational and I'm also a God who is who is transactional. And I know a lot of times that, 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 that's messing with your religion because you but because because we've been taught that, that God is just like Santa Claus, and whatever I hop in his lap and ask him for, he's gonna give me. But you gotta understand that God loves us, but God is also a good businessman. God is also a good businessman and no good businessman is going to get into a deal with somebody where they're going to end up, uh, end up looking bad, end up reducing, end up with less than what they started with. So we have to ask ourselves, am I being a good partner to which God can partner with and the thing I'm asking him for, he knows my heart, he knows the ending from the beginning, am I a person of integrity, am I a person that God can trust to give me what I'm asking him for? For that. As much as he loves you, he's a businessman first. Y'all, I, I, I want to I get some Bible to back it up, not just to be saying it. In Deuteronomy to the 28th chapter, we love to talk about that that we're going to be blessed in the city. We're going to be blessed in the field. We're going to be blessed when we come. We're going to bless in the storehouse. The fruit of our body, blessed. Everywhere we touch, the fruit of our ground, our cattle, everything's going to multiply. But do you understand that God was saying that if you obey my rules and my statutes, these blessings are yours. Consequently, on the flip side, if you ignore my statutes, all these things will happen to you towards the negative. Don't you tell me God is not transactional? Oh, I'm glad I'm messing with y'all today. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. God is transactional. He said, "As much as I love you, I'm just like you are with your with, with, with your children. If you don't clean up your room, if you don't do what you do what you're assigned to do, if you don't if you don't fulfill your responsibilities, as much as I love you, you can't have it." supposed to do that's quid pro quo that is this for that that if you do this for me I'll do that for you if you if you tell of my goodness if you if you act with integrity if you move if you move in integrity if you move I I got something I got something If you if you move with integrity, if you if you move with a person that I can trust, if you live a holy lifestyle, I can trust you with that. If you do this to me, I'll do that for you. And so many times we try to deify God so much that He doesn't have He that God is not He God is not acting in contract with us. But when when we accept the blood of Jesus, when we come to the family of God, nobody that comes to a family does not assume some responsibilities in the family. Come on, come on, y'all! Come on, y'all! We got Thanksgiving coming in a couple days. You gonna cook the green beans? You gonna cook the turkey? And anybody don't cook, whenever we finish, y'all washing the dishes. Everybody in the family's got something to contribute. Am I telling the truth? And we think that we can go to the job and we understand this for that. We can we we can we can go we can go to the gym and we know if I pay my if I pay my monthly membership, I got a right to go in there and use it. We'll go to the car dealership and and we'll and we'll sign we'll sign a lease or we'll sign a loan agreement that i'm gonna pay you this so that i can keep that we understand this for that but when we come into the kingdom of god we think that the rules that we use every day don't apply when we come. god just bless me just because god bless me just because and the fact of the matter is god said my love is unconditional but my promises are not My love is unconditional. I love you. I have agape love. I will love you to the edge of hell and back. But my promises are conditional. And so I'm here to shake you up. I'm going to start a series next next week for the next couple of weeks called Shades of Favor. And God showed me some things that, that not only is there favor, but there are shades of favor. There are different fa- there is different levels of favor for different levels of things and different uh, different areas and different uh, avenues and different seasons of our life. Somebody say shades of favor. That the fact that the sh- that, that a shade is on the thing, meaning that, that the sun is shining on the thing. That I don't have to be the thing to benefit from the shade of it. Oh God, I'm a preaching that sweet. But the fact that but the fact the matter is, but the fact of matter is, before we get see people when, when people talk about favor, folk like to get excited. But if we don't get to the bare bones and, and get and get to the logistics of a thing, that you can't qualify for favor. If God said if you don't do this, you don't qualify for that. So I don't care how much I'm I don't care how much the preacher talks about favor. I don't care how much how many times you high five people and you spin around and you make these declarations. If you're not doing this expect God to do that oh this is good medicine this morning somebody say this for that we understand it all the time God is saying that I'm standing here that I've got all these things ready for you but I'm also a God of principle and if you don't do this you lock my hands up and I can't do that somebody say thank you Jesus the first thing is prayer. somebody say prayer. Pray. don't swallow your tongue. Say prayer. Pray. God said the first thing I need my people to, to, to understand that I transact business of the kingdom in the chamber of prayer I'm gonna say that again. God said I transact the business of the kingdom. In the chamber of prayer, I got another quick pro quote. You have not what? How can we ask? Even though we know I got that, I got that for you. You can see it. You can see it. Somebody can leave me some tickets at the wheel call. Anybody ever picked up some tickets at the wheel call? You, you you can say hey. Somebody say I got I got tickets to the to the suite. It's got food, it's got everything laid out. You're gonna have a special parking space, but you gotta go to the wheel call window and give them your name and show them who you are in order to claim it. You can brag to people and you can post on Facebook and everything. Else. I'm going to the suite, I'm going to the suite. Unless you go there and claim a thing, yes. unless you don't go and ask for it, my name is such and such in here, and you prove who you are, you cannot effectively claim what's already yours. It's already yours, but it's not in your possession until you claim it. And so many times, God, people, we are we are content to say, "Woo, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the I'm above only not believe. I'm God's favorite. No devil can stand before me. Blah blah blah." But you ain't got no proof of it. You know why? Because you hadn't been in a chamber of prayer. God said, "I'm not gonna release it. I could give it to you." I could drop it on you. But I want you to pray. I want you to exercise your faith. I want you I want you to see prayer. See la- la- lack of prayer, and this ain't even my notes. Lack of prayer is actually arrogance. Saying that God I don't need you. I will break glass in case of emergency. A prayerless life is a life of arrogance. Say, I got this, God. I got this, God. When the word of God said that men should always pray. We should pray without ceasing. We should wake up in the morning and even say, God, I thank you for another day. God, I thank you, Lord. I bind up the devil before he gets started. Men should always pray. Reserving for when we get in trouble. And all of a sudden we want everybody to stop heaven and earth. And we call on the people who we know got a prayer life. And say would you stop what you're doing? God said if you would pray to me I would hear your voice. Ain't nothing special about them but their willingness to get on their knees. And bow their face and say God I am nothing without you. I said you got to pray. If we had said earlier this week we're having a concert this afternoon, we're going to have a worship experience, this place will be full. But let me say we're having prayer. And it be tumbleweeds rolling through here. Because prayer ain't sexy. You know what the altar's for? The altar's for dead things to be sacrificed. And we don't like dying. We don't like laying down our will and picking up his. Oh. Y'all didn't come here for this today, and I, I'm sorry. But I'm telling you, in order for us to walk in favor, God said, I need a little bit of this before you expect me to do that. How dare we expect him to do something, and we haven't done our part. This for that. God said, your next level is going to be birth in the crucible, in the chamber of prayer. We're too lazy, but you disengage with being in the Father's face. But we want Prophet Buttermilk to come to town and, pray, and prophesy a word over us. Don't you? Uh, you don't need another word, but pray. Everything you need can be found on your knees. Every direction you would ever need is going to be found on your face. Every answer to every deliver in every situation in life can be found on your face. said I need this before I give you that God forgive us for not wanting to pray forgive us for not seeking your faith Peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear Oh, because we do not carry everything <laughs> to God in prayer oh my God God we thank you God we thank you God we thank, you. God, we thank, you. God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for rebuke, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We are not bastards. We are children. God, we receive it. In the name. to life's dilemmas are solved in the presence of the Lord through prayer. Oh, but I worship him and I put my favorite worship in. Listen, worship is a vehicle to get you in his presence so you can talk to him. We're not going to worship. Worship. Get in his presence. And when he's here, what do you have to say to him? What do you have to inquire of him? What do you have to ask of him? He's going to give it to you because you're cute. He's going to give it to you because you asked for it in prayer. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Exodus, the 14th chapter. The 13th verse. This is when Moses... And the children of Israel had already had already escaped the clutches of Pharaoh, and they were faced with the Red Sea in front of them, and they could see the smoke of the, the, the smoke and, and, and the dirt being kicked up by the horses, and they could hear they could hear Pharaoh's army coming. And they said, "What are we going to do, Moses? What are we going to do?" Exodus so 14, 13 verse says, but Moses told the people. Don't be afraid. Just stand still. (laughs) And watch the Lord rescue you today. (laughs) The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. You know why? Because the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Oh God. That's a word for somebody in this place lord your god will fight for you but god is saying if you're gonna fight ain't no point in me fighting God said when you take your weapons out I put my weapons up and what God is saying see sometimes it ain't the, the quid pro quo is not what God wants you to do it's what God wants you to not do I don't need you God said vengeance is mine saith the Lord I don't need you to open your mouth I don't need you to say a word I don't need you to clap back I don't need you to give him a piece of your mind stop still God said I got this I got this. When they offended you they offended me. When they talked about you, they talked about me. And God said, I can't do that unless you hold your peace. Unless you hold your peace. Unless you bite your tongue. Unless you pray pray for your enemies and do good to those that spitefully use you. God said to quit, broke quote that I need. I need you to shut your mouth and I need you to stand still and let me do my good work. God handled my energy. God said, I'm trying to but you are in the way. You are in the way. You all in the sauce. You all, you're doing this and you're doing that and what they say about me today and it don't matter what they say about you. God has the final say. God has the record on high and when God gets finished and when God gets tired of his children going through God will step in and like Moses said, God is going to rescue you today. God is going to rescue you today the enemy that you see today you will see no more all I need you to do is sit still all I need you to do is be quiet all I need you to do is pray all I need you to do is sit and and, and read your word and feed your faith and let me handle every enemy quid pro quo God said if you do this I'll do that if you do this Sometimes the, sometimes the doing is to hold in yourself sometimes the doing is having discipline it's not what you do it's what you don't do it's what you don't say it's what you don't react to it's what you don't do tell somebody besides it's what you don't do deciding not I could cut you out but I'm not going to do it I'm going to make a decision I could I could tell all your business and let all your skeletons out the closet but I'm going to be good today and I'm going to let God fix this If you do this, you release me to do that. Anybody need God to do a that in your life? Well, I, I, I implore you. I encourage you, God, find out what your this is. Find out what your this is. I want you to find out and say, God, show me what my this is. Concerning my family, God, show me what my this is. Concerning my health, God, show me what my this is. Concerning my enemies, God, show me my this. So that you can do that. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. Ezekiel the 37th chapter. Is this blessing anybody today? Ezekiel the 37th chapter. First verse it says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me around them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very, very dry. And he, meaning God, said, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones. And say to them, somebody say, Speak to the bones dry bones hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord God to these bones behold I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live the third quid pro quo God needs his children to do I need you to speak to it somebody say speak to it we've been talking about it we've been talking to prayer partners about it we've been writing in journals about it but God is saying until you speak to it until you speak to it I can't do nothing God could have took him to the valley and said hey Let me show you this. Let me show you how bad I am, Ezekiel. He said, no. He said, you see these? He said, do you believe that these bones can live again? He said, God, only you know. He said, well, follow these directions. Until you do this, until you speak to it. With my authority. Tell somebody, you've been authorized. You've been authorized to speak to it you've been authorized to speak to it. You've been tolerating it and praise God when you're going to fix this He said, I'll fix it as soon as you fix your mouth to speak to it. Don't speak on it. Don't speak about it. Don't complain about it. You need to fix your mouth and say you dry bones. Yeah. Live. What is it in your life that you haven't spoke to it? You've been speaking about it you haven't spoken to it. Talking about that hard-headed wife or that hard-headed husband. You're talking about it. But when's the last time you spoke to it? Wayward sons and daughters. Oh yeah, you talk about it. And I'm not talking about just speaking to them. Because some of us, they ain't going to receive from us. It's going to take somebody. But you speak to that stronghold. See, devil, let go of my son. Devil, let go of my husband. Let go of my wife. Devil, I bind you up on this job. I'm not going to talk about it around the water cooler. Not one more day. I'm going to get in my secret closet and I'm going to speak to it. The bones can't come together unless you speak to it. The very dryness, the thing that seems parched is not gonna live again until you speak to it. And some of you have been speaking to it, but you ain't speak, you ain't leaned all the way on that thing with an expectancy. You did it because the preacher told you to do it. You did it because you saw something and you wrote and you said the prayer of your bears one time and you tried to rub it like a like a rabbit's foot and it didn't work. God said, I need you to speak to it with an authority. Jesus said that if 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 you have the 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 the, the faith the size of a mother's the sea you can speak to that mountain and you can command it to be cast into the sea the problem is we're running our mouths all the time but we're not speaking to it ask your neighbor when is the last time you spoke to it or, or have you ever spoken to it see we like to run our mouths complaining about things but you got to understand that you carry the kingdom in your bosom wherever the kingdom shows up things are supposed to change (sighs) so if it's hell on that job when kingdom shows up see light needs darkness to show that it's light it has to push it back you keep asking God get me out of here God said I'm trying to take this place over for me but you're asking to get out of it. I said, don't tolerate it. Speak to it. That's a word for somebody in this room. You've been tolerating what you're supposed to be speaking to. Oh, I'm going to move on. Y'all ain't y'all. Oh, Jesus. So listen to this. In 7 it says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Somebody say he was obedient. And as, listen to this. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came to de- together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews. There are ten, tendons that are connecting the bones. I mean, you know, when, God, when God brings something back to life, He does it all the way. And then sinews on them, and then flesh had come upon them and the skin had covered them. But look at this, y'all. But there was no breath in them. Oh, God. she can't just read the Bible. You got to read it. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath <laughs> or oh, the ruach or oh, the wind. God said, prophesy to the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the Lord come from the four winds O breathe and breathe on these slain that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came to them and they lived and stood on their feet and they were an exceedingly great army what I'm saying is some of you start speaking to something and you notice a little bit of improvement and you settle I mean look let me tell you something if I pray over something and I see some dead bones come in some and some tendons get on some bones and some skin I may be done for the day like my mind is blown right like god that's all I need to say but he but, but god realized say son even though it's even though this is miraculous this ain't it Tell somebody beside you, this ain't it. See, some of us, we have spoken to things until they've gotten marginally better. Oh, I pray to the Lord and my back don't hurt like it used to. God said, I could could take that all the way, all the way. I could take it away all the way. I only hurt when I wake up, but at least I can walk around during the day. Oh, no, no, the devil is a liar. Why are we negotiating ourselves out of the completeness that God has destined for us? Say yo, that's good, that's good, that's good. I'm glad that they stand, I'm glad the skin on him. But what the, the word of God said, that but there was no breath in them yet, it wasn't any breath in them yet. So God said, I can bring these things after life, it can be standing but not be alive yet. And this is for the saint that is willing to settle. Well, at least my husband ain't cussing me out no more, but he ain't saved yet. Well at least my son ain't smoking weed yet. But is he beside you in church praising the Lord? Is it breath in it? yet ask somebody, is it breath in it yet? I know it may be better. I know it ain't bad as it was, but is it breath in it yet? Is it moving? Is it breathing? Is it a great army yet? God is saying, don't get, don't get don't get settled. Don't settle for a halfway that. settle for me halfway doing it. God could have done it all in one fell swoop, but He did it in stages to show Him a principle. And look, look, look what He did. He said He prophesied to the wind as He told Him. He prophesied to the wind. He controlled the atmosphere. Can I tell you? You've got more power over what you what, what goes around you than you think you do. if God is not in a place, speak to the wind. Speak to God's breath. If there's confusion in the atmosphere, hold your peace and say, God, blow through here. When you come, everything changes. So I invite you in the room. I invite you in this marriage. I invite you in this in how I'm parenting my children. I invite you in this business. You may you may seem like you got more going out and going into your, going into your business. God said, I invite you in. God breathe your breath in this situation. The last thing it's in Second Chronicles the twentieth chapter. I gave you a lot of scripture today. I want you to study these things but there was a king called Jehoshaphat many kingdoms and many armies had surrounded him but the word of God talks early in the chapter how he went to God in prayer and he he knew everything was going to work out but it was a, a son of one of the elders came to him and God had given him a word of knowledge as to what to do how many of y'all are in the valley of decision and you need God to tell you what to do? And this is what he told him in 16. Verse 16, he says, tomorrow, go down against them and behold, they come up come up by the cliff of Ziz and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness drows. This is the word of the Lord that came to them. You will not need to fight this battle. Somebody better receive this. You will not need to fight this battle. Set yourself. Somebody say set yourself. Everybody stand up. I'm just about finished. Come on. I want us to receive this word. He said you should not have to fight this battle set yourselves stand ye still and see the salvation of the lord oh judah and jerusalem fear not nor be dismayed tomorrow somebody say tomorrow, tomorrow. go out against them for the lord 21, this is this is the thing, and this is the thing. Anybody anybody feel like you're in a tight hot space right by now? 21 It says this, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. You gotta understand the tribe of Judah was with him, and that should praise in the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army and saying, Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Praise ye. See, y'all getting bored with it already. But when you know God's going to work when you say it, you don't get bored with it. Praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever what they were doing they were singing the praises of the Lord because they understood the principle that where God finds praise he lives in the place where he finds praise and when God shows up no enemy no army no no, no group of people No enemies that are plotting against you They can't stand In the presence of the almighty And so they stood with discipline They didn't say we bored with this Jehoshaphat This, this, this song getting bored I don't like the tune of this uh, can, we, can we vamp it around Can we, can we change it around can we, can we add a little tag on the end No they stood disciplined And they said praise ye the Lord For his mercy Endures forever Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And the more they said it, the more God rose. The more they said it, the more he came with power in his wings. The more he said it, the more they said it, the more he showed up. They said it a little bit, and he got off his chair. They said it a little bit, and he peeked over the egg of glory and they said it so much that God couldn't resist I've got to show up because I inhabit the praises of my people if you find yourself in a dark place if you find yourself where the enemy feel, where you can feel the hot breath of your enemy I submit to you my brother and my sister all you have to do is set yourself and say praise ye the Lord for his mercy Forever. It may be a song, but it's prophecy. It says, oh, Lord, I praise you. Because your mercy is so rich. Your mercy is so powerful. Your mercy, your mercy is so efficacious that it will reach me and it will rescue me wherever I, I, wherever I am and whatever I'm facing. So next time you're feeling, God, God said, I can't show up in my full power unless I know I'm going to get full praise. And he says, if you do this, I promise you I will show up. He is God said he put his word even above his name. And if you praise God. God will show up for the praises of a drunk man. God will show up for the praises of a prostitute. Because that everything that hath breath. Praise him. He can't help but show up where his name is being lifted. He can't help but show up where his name is being glorified. He can't help but show up. When you praise him. Can somebody do it right now? Come on, somebody begin to praise him in this room. God said, if you do this, Got to debt if you do this. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, begin to do it right there. You may be in a debt, may be in a tight spot, but God said, if you do this, I promise you I'll do that. If you praise me, I'll show up. If you give me glory, I'll show up. Come on, come on. That's not good enough. That's not good enough for the master. Come on and glorify him. Come on, praise Him. Sickness in your body, praise Him. Need a feel met by the end of the week, praise Him. I don't, know how, I don't have a lot of know-how. I don't have a whole lot of money, but I do have a praise. And when I when I exhibit my praise, God is obligated to show up where I praise Him. And when He shows up, I have all that I need. When he shows up, I've got a healer. When he shows up, I've got a provider. When he shows up, I've got a defender. Somebody praise him in this room. This for that. God said, I desire to do this. But I need you to do that. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, do your this. Do your this Do your what is your this? God said, what is your this? I can't do that until you do this. Quid pro quo, I can't do that. Until you do this, come on somebody glorify him in this place. If I was in stand in need if I was standing in need of a big miracle, I'd give him big praise. If I was in, if I was standing in need of something big, I would consequently give him a praise that is equal to what I need him to do. Come on. Will somebody give him a quid pro quo for praise? Will somebody give him a praise that gets his attention? Will somebody, God, you are good. And your mercy endures forever. Come on. You don't need a hand laid on you today. The king of glory is in this room. The king of glory is in this room. Whatever you have need of, if you give him glory, if you do this, God said, I'm obligated to do that. If you do this, I'm obligated to do that. I've been waiting to do that, but you haven't done this yet. You haven't done this yet. Sound desperate. Zacchaeus said, Jesus, not son of David, have mercy on me. They told him to be quiet, and the more they tried to make him be quiet. God can do that. You are one decision away from your miracle. You are one decision. You are one yes away. You are one this away from God doing that. Yes, Lord. As much as I love you, it'll, you'll go into eternity, never experiencing that if you don't do this. Glory to you, Lord. What is your this? Multiple this items. You don't need a word or knowledge to know to tell you what your this is. You know what your this is. You know what He requires of you. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you that Your Word has found us today. your word has made a demand on us just like you did with that rich young ruler there is one thing that we lack (laughs) so God we yield our this to you anybody going to surrender your this to them come on come on come on lift your hand and say God I surrender my this to you it may be hard some people may be upset with me over it, but I yield. <laughs> I yield my this to you. My answer is yes, Lord. My answer is yes. I don't care how hard it is. My answer is yes, because as soon as I, as soon as I do it, as soon as I fix my heart, God, you're going to do that. Some of y'all thought that God, God was against you. God didn't love you. You said, "Oh no, I'm just a God. I'm a God of principle. You haven't done this yet. Oh, that's hitting somebody good. What is your this? Quid pro quo. What is your this that you need to do? Let's lift our hands. God, we thank you for your presence in this room. We thank you, Lord, how your word has found us. It has cut us, but it's healing us on its way out, God. Lord, we know that what you have in exchange is so much better than what you're asking us to give up. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for courage and strength temerity and fortitude to do the this that you require so that you can do that Lord you've already spoken everything you're going to speak you've already established everything you're going to establish is sitting up in wait for us we thank you today that we won't fantasize about it anymore we won't romanticize about it anymore but we're gonna do the this that we need to do so that you can do that God do your good work do what only you can do as we do what only we can do Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us, we thank you, Lord, for our power to accomplish our this. Come on, somebody pray right now and say, "God, give me the power to do my to do my this." Yes, God, give me the courage to do my to do my, to do the this that I need to do. Give me the strength. Give me the courage. Give me the confidence. Give me the faith to do my this. And God, we're so excited because when we unlock Your hands, when we take the cuffs off of Your hands you're about to do what only you can do. You're about to straighten out what only you can straighten out. You're about to heal what only you can heal. You're about to deliver what only you can deliver. God you're about to do that and we're so excited. God we're about to do that and we're so eager. Oh God you're about to do that and we're so anticipatory of the, that that you're about to do in our lives God. Lord, show us every this that we need to do so that you can do every that that you promised in your word. Lord, we believe in you. We believe your word is true. We believe every promise that's in your word. Somebody put your hands together and give God praise. Come on, give him glory. Come on. Come on, open your mouth a little bit. Open your mouth a little bit. Open your mouth just a little bit. Come on, show him how you're going to act when he does that. Show him how you're going to act when he does that. Come on.